Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and the gaming adventure heads to the future where Hawkeye finds himself facing the maestro in an apocalyptic wasteland, and where the Fall Guys stumble into the year 4041 for a whole new season of madness, costumes, and fun. Plus, we're talking about War of the Monsters. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Legend has it that there is a version of last week's episode that is four hours long. I don't remember recording that. You know, there's a lot of cut stuff. I know I've cut at least three hours from last week's rumor, rumor. To be fair, I probably don't remember much of that then. (laughs) And there was another episode that we did back in October of 2020 that ended up being like an hour and a half or at least three of them. Uh, and those all have quite a lot of content cut out of them. Now, about last week's. Um, last week we might have said something like, hypothetically, in our, we'll call it the marker's cut, that we were going to set up future episodes. It being the sixth anniversary of Bloodborne this week and the second anniversary of Sekiro, um, we might have said something like, maybe in the future we'll have an episode based on those things in this mythical marker's cut. And we might have also said we'd be talking about the Devil May Cry series. Now, I do that a lot on this podcast. Say I'm going to talk about the Devil May Cry series. But I didn't last week. But it might be in the marker's cut. The which Marcus is set cut. to set up things. <laughs> it's it's set to set up future episodes. This this fabled markers cut. The definitive edition. Yes, and rumor also has it that in the markers cut, instead of being in surround sound audio, it is in mono, the music. <laughs> <laughs> As a stylistic choice. Will it be in a four by three format picture? If it was a television program. If the podcast gets put up on YouTube, the aspect ratio would be different for last week's episode. If the four-hour cut were to ever be found or released, that footage is kind of gone. <laughs> no, I should. I, maybe I'll have the footage somewhere. It might be somewhere. <laughs> it might be in the backups. It might be. Someone has to have it. I did watch the Snyder Cut. That was a, actually, it was really good. This is Justice League. Um, famously did not like the first theatrical run of this movie, but the Snyder Cut was good. I thought it was worth it. Nice four-hour movie that actually was pretty brisk, so. Reminded me a lot of Lord of the Rings. Mm, I don't know. I think, have you seen the theatrical Justice League? No. It's very rushed. It's very rushed, and it wasn't super great, but... Um, it didn't necessarily need to be four hours of Snyder Cut, but I thought it was pretty good. Pretty decent way to spend an afternoon, so I'm happy with it. But I would be happier with a four-hour cut of Definitive Editions and Dragons, where there are things from Like a Dragon that I forgot to mention. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is something that happens every week here on Markers on the Map, at least for me, where I'm talking about a game and there's something I forget to bring up. And after we record, I'm like, why didn't I bring this up? <laughs> Bro, I'm I'm that 100% all the way. Every time we're done and it's the night and I'm playing a game and then I, like, I'm playing and then I look up, I'm like, I forgot to mention that. Or I completely, that just slipped my mind. that I, Why didn't I say that during the podcast? Yeah, I think back when we did Deadly Premonition 2, there was like 50 things I was talking to you about that night after we recorded that I said I forgot to say in the podcast, and that episode was like 90 minutes almost. (laughs) I mean, if you were to say all that, that episode would have been a two-hour cut. Yeah. The Markers cut. (laughs) The Markers cut. Anyway, this is Markers on the Map. It's a podcast gaming adventure. And as a refresher, just in case we got some new listeners this week, we do news and games. We talk about old and new games, um, what we're playing, what we've played, what we love. Sometimes we talk about things that annoy us in games, and sometimes we do special episodes and all that stuff. And this week we've got some news and some games we've been playing, so let's get it started. My name is Daniel, and I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host Robert. How have you been this week? Uh... I actually been pretty good. I actually went to Target today and Ooh. I picked I did not know they had this. I picked up uh Curtain's Call by Eminem. What's this? I, that's Curtain's Call by Eminem on LP. Oh. And it's like clear crystal like blue. Ooh. And it looks pretty it looks pretty nice. And I picked that up for like it was like only like twenty five bucks, so I picked that up. Nice. So I, and I picked up another few things, but that was like the main thing because I really like the way the uh, LP looks. That's like the main focus yeah. of that. I like when they have those cool looking vinyls, like the the song machine ones. Those are pretty cool. I got the orange one. Yeah, I think we have the yellow one. Man, I, I kind of want that one. I like yellow. Yeah, collectible. <laughs> Speaking of cool things, um, it's been a while since I've talked about some weird thing I've consumed on the podcast, so. Uh, yesterday i went shopping and they have these not cobra kai like cake bite things like they're not official cobra kai merchandise but they are branded as like parodies almost and there's blueberry ones and chocolate ones and oh my god they are so good they're like super dense and they look delicious. so good you sent me a photo Dude. that you got they look delicious yeah the um the packaging is well done yes um so we got both flavors there's a blueberry in the chocolate, and they are just amazing. Very dense, like, thick cake, and ugh, it's not what you're expecting. And they give you three little ones inside each of the packages of them, and it really fills me up. So it's like, they are very dense. So, yeah, I've been trying out some new confections, even though I don't really go for sweets. Uh, also got Oreo cookies and cream eggs, which are also delicious so i like me some candy sometimes i guess (laughs) but you know what i like even more oh you know what i I even i know what i even like more than that i almost if i did not mention this but it's a tradition i picked up the white chocolate Reese's uh peanut butter white chocolates the egg ones the eggs yes are they the same shape as the christmas tree and the pumpkins basically i'm almost finished with the whole bag (laughs) those are good they're real although the butterfinger eggs are better and they ha- you used to have Butterfinger Cup skulls for Halloween. Those are, oh, they're so good. <laughs> Bring back an old classic, the pun- uh, Reese's Peanut Butter White Chocolates. Yeah, we've talked about those a lot on here. It's a <laughs> recurring segment. Anyway, I do like video games. 
That's true. That, and that's we had some video game news this week. First of all, we had Square Enix Presents. Now, I didn't watch it, but I kind of read about the news as we go. So I just want to go through a few of the updates and announcements that they had here that might be interesting for us. Um, first up is the big one for me personally, and we're going to talk more about this later in the episode. Avengers. Um, they announced the Black Panther Wakanda expansion, which is coming at some point in this year. They didn't really show any gameplay of it, but they showed Black Panther in the costume. It looks really cool, and I will be glad to have a more, like, a rapid strike-based hero. Like, more of a melee combat, quick combat type of hero is the characters I like to play in games like this. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the most fun. Yeah. Um, I know we have... I like Kate Bishop is good. Hawkeye is good. Um, I'm pretty big into uh, Miss Marvel and all that. But Black Panther seems to be like the one that's going to use those quick claw strikes and maybe not be as potent damage wise, but the speed will make up for it. And the most fun characters in Avengers for me have been the ones that have great mobility. So that's something to look forward to. Um, They also showed their roadmap. So they have a content roadmap now. Uh, but no Spider-Man insight just yet. Mm, that's kind of—I don't know if that's shocking, but I kind of—I'm kind of in the middle. Maybe not because of, of COVID delays, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> still, that was a selling point know. for that some was, people. That was—that was a selling point. That would get people on board with it because they promised it. Mm-hmm. And now Square Enix announced some mobile games like Just Cause Mobile and I think a Hitman game. I, I don't really do mobile games myself, but they look like all right. Um, then they did some Tomb Raider stuff. Uh, they re-released the trilogy with the DLC as a bundle. Um, if you've had PlayStation Plus for the past year, though, you've gotten Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I know for a fact, I believe that the first one was given out on Plus at some point uh, a few years ago. Um, so this is good for people who don't have them yet. Otherwise, maybe not the announcement you <laughs> somebody wanted to hear. <laughs> um, I will say that they're all right games. I didn't like the first one. Didn't finish the second one. Thought the third one was great. You know what this reminds me of? What? That one time, you kept everyone kept bothering me. Get Star Wars Battlefront 2. I bought it. It was free for PlayStation Plus the next month. Granted, you did get it for 10 bucks though. Yeah, that's granted, but still, it's still just like, you know, man, that's like, that was free for PlayStation Plus, those 10 bucks could have gone to, like, some more Reese's Peanut Butter White Chocolates, you know? I, I have paid $60 for games that have gotten for free on Plus um, within that's the true. year, like that's Final true. Fantasy VII Remake. That's true. That Although the Plus version though. of that, of course, doesn't get the next-gen upgrade, and I guess that works with this, because that's Square Enix, too. <laughs> <laughs> There was also an announcement for a new Life is Strange game. Now, I've not played any of those. I think the first one was given on Plus, but this is going to be like a full retail Life is Strange game called True Colors. Um, I don't know too much about it, but I know people are really into Life is Strange. The first one, I've seen it. Really interested into it. Uh, Because I forget the main character's name, but she had like, I guess like, she had like a stand or something. She had like can travel back in time or something. She had like reverse time. She had she was probably a stand user or something. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember I never really was digging the like the se- the DLC or the sequels. I don't know. They kind of seem more superhero than it was like supernatural. 
that's what I, I feel like it should have been more supernatural like weird things instead of being like powers in that sense like it like it's an x-men power so it's like it should have been more mm. supernatural like the first one now is this kind of like a telltale thing or is it more like an action game because i've not i've only seen bits and pieces here on youtube back when you know youtubers that we've watched played it back in the day and i wasn't really interested in watching a narrative game uh, unfold over a series so is this more like a telltale choose your things and consequences happen based on that yes. type of game yes, or is there like a you're spot okay. on it yeah you're spot on it but yeah it, it is like a telltale games where you choose what a character says or how they react or what's their action and it has consequences and okay. other characters reaction and, and uh sayings too as well to whatever the action or reaction was yeah I mean, I have played Telltale Walking Dead Season 1, um, which is great, actually. You know... Definitely one, recommend. You know which one that I, I love, and I feel like it deserves either a remake or, like, a TV show? Is The Jurassic Park yes. one? Or the Back to the Future one? Yes. The Jurassic Park one deserves either a remake with, you know, auto just make it look nice or make it port it to PS4 or make that a TV show because that's such a good story. Yeah, it seems like Telltale has a good grasp on writing those stories because I've played The Walking Dead one, like I said, and I was riveted by that, and I guess so every, uh, was everybody else. <laughs> I mean, they made, like, what, four seasons out of that one? Like, I guess each... Because yeah. they have episodes in it, so they, I guess they're considered seasons, right? Yeah, and then there's, like, The Walking Dead Michonne, like, spinoff one and everything. Yeah. Um, I know they've done, like, Batman, which I believe I have the first season. That was free for they, PlayStation Plus. Yeah, that's why I think I have it. Um, And then Borderlands, Tales from the Borderlands, of course. That one's canon, too. Yep. Life is Strange is not something I've played, but, you know, always on the lookout for maybe something cool to watch sometime. Um, And then finally, Forspoken. That's that project, Athea, that they showed back in the PS5 reveal. It's got a title now, Forspoken. They didn't really show too much, but the gameplay that they showed with the running looks really cool and beautiful. Looks pretty... Uh, how how would I describe the way the running looks? I guess, like, Sunset Overdrive? Kind of like that. Just kind of, like, oh, easy, maybe. breezing through it. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, I just like how it looks, basically. There's not a lot to go off of, but I'm glad it has a title now. Although, knowing Square Enix, they could have named the game Project Athea. Because Octopath Traveler was Project Octopath. So is Project Triangle Strategy going to be called Triangle Strategy? Strategy hmm. Triangle, who knows? I mean, we've got cool names from Square Enix. Bravely Default, Bravely Second, Final Fantasy, <laughs> The World Ends With You. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Square Enix Presents, it was okay. I think they're going to do another one. And in that vein of online direct type things um capcom's gonna do a resident evil one next month in april so that's something to look forward to on to the story of the week (laughs) and that is that uh our our good friends the ps3 psp and vita stores will apparently be closing pretty soon i'm sad Uh, that's pretty sad i I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't expect it to be this soon. Yeah. I'm probably going to pick up JoJo All-Star Battle with all the DLCs eventually. Great probably, game. Probably in like May or something. And Black Ops 1 
uh, last two season pass like DLC stuff because I just missing. So basically, like, three things, and just have that all downloaded. I actually have two PS3s. I have the original sixty gig model, and then I have a slim. I re-download Jurassic Park, Telltale's game on the not only on on the slim but also on the sixty gigabyte model, just to have a backup just in case because that's kind of the problem with digital where it's like if you don't have it kind of like when the wii u eShop went down they told everyone's like download whatever you have and keep it on there because you know once it's gone it's gone so it's sort of the same thing i'm just taking precaution with that uh i don't think they really announced that but i'm just taking precautions that's why i'm grabbing all the stuff that i purchased on ps3 and just downloading it on two consoles just in case anything happens i think i mostly bought disc-based media for the ps3 and i didn't really go you know in on not all in on digital mm-hmm. for PS4, but a lot of the stuff I get like I get impatient on new releases sometimes, so I'll be like, let me just get the digital copy so I can play it that night. Yeah. Um, but I remember I have Scott Pilgrim on there, and I believe I've not uninstalled Scott Pilgrim since getting it. Uh, and then I think the only other digital game that I have is Wipeout HD, but that's on PS4. And this little fighting game called Acceleration of Suguri that probably very few people know about, but I got all the trophies in, so. <laughs> I Honestly, I don't want to say I saw it coming, but when they stopped supporting it through the PlayStation app, I was like, they're going to eventually cut off PS3. I and feel Diva. like we saw it and coming. P- yeah, it's like you didn't want it to happen, but we did see it kind of coming. Now, it seems awfully premature for the Vita store to be closing, mm-hmm. so... I mean, there's a lot of games on there. Honestly, a lot of digital only games on the Vita. It was uh, it was super big for underrated. digital sales. I think Vita yeah. was super underrated. Um, and this, you know, of course, begs the question: some of these PS3 games need ports to modern consoles. Mm-hmm. I would say big ones: Metal Gear Rising. I would say Final Fantasy Thirteen, Thirteen Two. PS3 can keep Lightning Returns for all I care. Um, maybe the Persona 4. Four Arena, yeah, MGS Four, of course. But yeah, and by Arena. De- yeah, the 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 whole saga of Metal Gear Solid deserves to be, you know, modernized. Yeah, crossing fingers for Blue Point, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm also seeing like there's a couple of games that I can I can see being re released as like a as a bundle or just being re released as definitive editions. I'd say Twisted Metal, but I just want them to make a new Twisted Metal. Just make a new one. Although I wouldn't mind seeing the um old one on PS5. I heard last night that there's a patent. For trophies being able to be registered onto older games, like pre-trophy support. And it's just a patent, but it makes you think. (laughs) What if there was a way that they're going to make it able to play older games on the PS5 at some point? That would be pretty difficult. Yeah. PS4 (laughs) and PS5 run on the same type of engine. Like an addition, like an attachment or something. No, I would like to see that. I I rather, yeah. but I also rather like to see like, I would say my biggest one I would like to see ported is Metal Gear Solid Four. Imagine if they brought it over, 1080, 60 frames, you know, all additional things like add on content if they want to just add stuff to it. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. That'd be good stuff. I think for me, Final Fantasy Thirteen and Thirteen Two are my big wants from PS3, and with the way they're remaking FFs. It'll it'll happen at some point. It'll yeah. probably happen oh, yeah. mid mid ninth gen. So yeah, that's some sad news. Oh, there's a digital game I have on the PSP of Black Rock Shooter, but oh, I don't man. have a battery for my PSP, so I'll, 
I guess that's not going to be happening. That but it's okay. Swoop up <laughs> PSP battery soon. Yeah, and I probably won't happen. But I played that game. It was fun. <laughs> Don't remember much, but I know it was fun. <laughs> oh man. And we have a couple little things left on news this week. Um, Fallen Order was apparently rated for next gen. I like to see when things like that happen. I would gladly play Fallen Order again, even though the the most recent patch updated it to 60 frames on the the new consoles. A next gen patch or a next gen edition would also be cool, especially if they add new content to it. I, I I've I've seen Fallen Order and it looks already good. I guess if it's next gen, I would want to see at least stuff added to it, not just graphical. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. I, I would really, because re- I know some people. It's like, oh, I got. I guess like Microsoft Four. I would be happy with just being, you know, ten eighty sixty. But with that game, it already looks pretty good on PS Four. Yeah, that's I would like why to see more content added. would be appreciated, yeah. and maybe one hundred and twenty frames. Although that's asking for a lot. But Devil May Cry Five can don't do ask it. too much now. <laughs> hey, I talked about Devil May Cry. <laughs> <laughs> um. On our first episode of the podcast back uh, in 2020, we talked about Gotham Knights, a yes. upcoming like game as a service type DC Avengers almost type of game. Um, that's been delayed till 2022. Can't say I'm surprised, but now I'm wondering: is it going to be on PS5 and Series X? Because originally, I believe it was only announced for PS4 and the Xbox One. It's probably going to be, if it's delayed for that long, and it's not surprising either, they're probably just going to release it or have a patch update. Well, as we see with Avengers, the patch updates are fine. It's the next-gen versions that really make the differences shine. So um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Last thing uh, we should touch on is that there's uh, some uh, more of those Switch Pro rumors. That's what we'll call it. It's probably not going to be called the Switch Pro It'd be cool if they called it the Super Nintendo Switch. The Super um, Nintendo but an, Switch? Yeah, an, an updated Switch with performance enhancement and all that. Maybe maybe around the holiday season is what we're kind of hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, if it can get Monster Hunter Rise running at 60 frames, that would be a deal breaker for people, I think obviously with rumors you take everything with a grain of salt never take any rumor even if it's someone who it could be a wizard from the future and he's telling you man this ps i still take it with a grain i'll be like man i don't know who you are you're say you're a wizard but i don't know who you are so it's like just take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to rumors like that but if it was a scenario where it was ps4 to slim i i don't I wouldn't probably buy it, but I'm now we're hearing it and and really hearing and not seeing it, but really hearing it as like, no, this is from like PS4 to PS4 Pro, right? They're gonna make it run better and have performance enhancements. Like, okay, now I'm interested in it. Yeah, I feel like they already had their uh, PS Slim uh, moment with the Switch Lite. Light, yeah. Actually, the Redbox uh, Switch. There is a second Switch model. Yeah, has, they like, they've done an enhancement life. to like yeah. battery life. So Switch Pro probably going to be a more premium price tag on that. Maybe they'll add a D-pad to the Joy-Cons. That would kind of be cool. Assuming they kind of learn from the the foibles of the Joy uh, the uh, the Pro controllers D-pad, which isn't the best. You know me. 
I love me my Switch games, so I'm all in for this day one <laughs> for Switch Pro, if it's true. <laughs> I guess, I don't know, I, I kind of do like, I don't mind not having a D-pad, but... I don't know, oh, I don't mind it either, I've gotten used to it. I'm just saying maybe they'd add one at some point. What if they have a new Switch Pro controller, like an updated 2.0 version as well, that has like haptic oh, feedback God. like the PS5? Oh, yeah, haptic feedback. <sighs> Oh, speaking of haptic feedback, Avengers, I gotta, I gotta say. <laughs> All right, um, so that's cool. Switch Pro, um, rumor, and as usual, we have a Nintendo Direct rumor. It, there's got to be a Nintendo Direct coming up soon. I know it. And March 31st. this rumor, it, oh yeah, March thirty first. That's next week. That's <laughs> final warning to everyone. Final warning. Pick up. Mario 3D All Stars. It they will stop having it on the eShop on March 31st, and they'll stop production of the physical version at March 31st. So this is like your final warning. Pick it up now, or it'll be a struggle to get it later. And pick up Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon 2. It's also being removed. Up, yeah. And play Mario 35. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's also going out. So yeah, this is a final, you know, you know, tip of the hat. You know, this is you know, pick it up now because. I said in the, like the second episode I was gonna pick it up later, which I eventually did. I picked it up like this month. Yeah, and our rumor this week is sponsored by Markers on the Map presents Trial by Energy Drink, and this week's flavor is a delicious one, Revival Mechanic Raspberry, for when you need a second wind, but you can't quite defeat an enemy. And our game is Cartoon Cart: A Universe Unfolded. Hello, race fans, and welcome to Cartoon Cart, where the best of the best from the cartoon world duke it out in lap-based arcade racer action. Collide in 12-player offline and online matches over 60 different tracks curated from a vast array of cartoon history, from the classic to the modern. And play as more characters than we can even mention in this rumor that is but a small hors d'oeuvre of the action you can expect when the Switch exclusive launches. Let's get right into it, shall we? On the starting line for today's race, I see some familiar faces. Let's familiarize ourselves with the front runners. First up, a classic. The samurai who traveled through time to save the future. It is Jack, ready to speed through the competition with time-based manipulatory powers. Jack's vehicle, the Shogun of Sorrow, holds a menacingly dark power that aims to distort the track as it passes fellow racers. Next to him is the Mechanical Man. The Wizard of Waffles, the Baron of Booyah, it's Cyborg. With the technology-based Night Begins to Shine mobile, Cyborg uses an onslaught of electronic weaponry to stun his opponents and spin them out, thus dizzying them out of commission. But next to him is no slouch. Coming in at the buffest 280 pounds you've ever seen is the ladies' man, the impersonator apparent, the prince of pompadours. It is Jonathan, a.k.a. James, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Using the charm and the muscle, Bravo speeds by fellow racers in the stylish mock pomade. 
But watch out, who is that I see? None other than the jolly jester of jawbreakers, Ed! Using his trademark buttered toast, Ed makes the track slippery for his opponents, ensuring his own sweet victory. Those Eds have a lot riding on this race, so they've developed a devious vehicle known as the Scammer's Fury. Rumor on the mean streets of the cul-de-sac is that a vengeful plank begged his cousins to help the Eds with their car after he was almost broken in half in a nasty run-in with Kevin's bike. And look here! When the Yogman twins decided that they could never beat Robot Jones or learn his secrets, they found that it was more beneficial to help instead of hinder him. So they connected his brain to the chrome engine of the Metallic Madness, named after one of their favorite levels from the game they really like. With stunning armor and speed capabilities, the Madness is capable of storing multiple weapons inside of its digital drives. And just who is that appearing at the starting line? Opting to reduce emissions and shrink the size of his carbon footprint by merely dragging his vehicle along, it is none other than Meatwad and the Danger Cart. He was talking about the one with Knuckles. You know, the gun with Knuckles. That's the gun. What was it called? Knuckles. Knuckles Mania. Hmm. I don't know. Let's call Carl. With such powerful attacks as splitting himself into multiple copies and calling Carl at any time to interfere with other racers, Meatwad poses a significant threat to the victory of the others on this track. As for the others, you will have to see them in the real game. Reach incredible speeds, unleash an arsenal of power-ups and items, and unleash three different special moves per racer as you battle it out for true cartoon glory in a unique story mode for each of the racers. And yes, there are well over a hundred of them. This is a very ambitious arcade racer, and yes, we do have more planned through periodic DLC updates. Drift your way to oblivion in a game that will be even the great deluxe kart racer at the top. It is cartoon cart, and it is approaching. Just look in your rear view mirror. hundred characters, you say? I'm interested. Ed and Eddie's in it, I'm interested. Yeah, and we've got new backstory. Look, Robot Jones, Johnny Bravo, Samurai Jack. We got Meatwad. Come on, who doesn't love Meatwad? Everyone loves Meatwad. And he mentioned Knuckles, so... <clears throat> Maybe some, via some DLC. Knuckles was in a cartoon once. The Sonic that is OVA. True. He was in a cartoon once. That's where he has that cool hat. <laughs> He's also. He was an underground as well. He had to be an underground. I don't know if he was an underground. I feel like he was an underground. I digress. <laughs> Where's Grim? Grim's gotta be in this. Billy, yeah. There's a lot that they. Mm. With over 100 characters and more planned as DLC, I wouldn't be surprised if they have the whole cartoon network and William Street saga of characters. And Andrew W.K. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andrew W.K. famously appeared as an animated version of himself in an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. (laughs) Did you know that? I did not know that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was him. I'll look it up later. (laughs) Anyway, Cartoon Cart, I think it's got potential. 
I would need to see the tracks and I would need to get a feel for the gameplay because we know how tight the gameplay in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is and how different but manageable the gameplay of something like Crash Team Racing is. Um, I've not played Nickelodeon Kart Racers, but it's looks fine or you know these kart racers all have different mechanics they all have different handling and sometimes you just can't jive with it facts that's pretty i i don't honestly i don't like crash but maybe because of the sh- you know share screen or yes yeah, sh- uh share play, they share might play. Be play yeah yeah i mean crash i found the boosting like really easy to get used to and then you develop muscle memory but i would still prefer a game in the style of uh mario kart 8 deluxe so i'm hoping this is more like that and surprisingly, the last Nintendo Direct did not have Cooking Mama Kart, and I remember mm. that was a rumor. So maybe next Direct will have a, a two for one on the kart racers. Yeah, we don't know. We'll we have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. Let's get into these games. Let's start with something that gets mentioned all the time on this podcast, and I've been waiting so long to say this. <laughs> Avengers. Heard of it? <laughs> Uh, maybe. You might have brought it up a couple times here and there. <laughs> um, Avengers got its next-gen edition this week. This is not a patch. This is the full-on next-gen edition for Series X and PS5. Immediately, the biggest benefit I can see, because I run this on a on a 1080p TV, um, uh-huh. so PS5 was able to run the PS4 version at 1080-60. Um, so that's still there. That's still something that you can enjoy on the next gen versions but avengers has like really bad loading times that Mm -hmm. the ps5 kind of reduced by like half on the ps4 version but now that it's the actual next gen edition it's cut that loading to about two seconds tops in any given moment two seconds tops versus like a minute and some change on (laughs) the ps4 that's such a good thing to hear i'm so happy because yeah playing we'll get to what i will discuss but let's just say a certain ps2 game that i went and like put in and i never realized like man the ps3 does actually make ps2 games low faster Mm. but so there's that i've not seen the loading screen on the ps5 version yet the really fancy loading screen that shows the characters in slow-mo i've not seen that and you know what i don't care i'd rather not see that loading screen anymore i've seen it enough um, they released some new content. Um, this is Future Imperfect. It is a you know a mini expansion um, starring Hawkeye, um, who's the newest playable character. It's not as long, I think, as Taking Aim, but it does have a whole new location that you go to, uh, like a wasteland, a future wasteland. Um, the variety was a little bit better in the in the 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 uh, campaign, this Future Imperfect campaign. Um, it made it seem like uh, Maestro was going to be more of a presence in it. That is this future version of Hulk that has like a like a beard. Um, th- it made it seem like he was going to have like a, a big role, but he was just kind of there at the end as the boss you fight. So, I mean, that's all right and everything. Could have been a little better in the plot department, um, but I still think they're going to save some of that for the, the Black Panther expansion. Um, mm. Hawkeye himself is very similar to kate bishop because they are both archer based characters his mobility is not as great as hers um but he has a few things that help he's got a healing pool arrow that can help you and your teammates especially if you're doing co-op 
Um, but he doesn't have the kind of teleport thing that Kate Bishop has, which helps her get up and down. He he's more like Captain America in the in the moving department. Um, so a little frustrated with the mobility, sure. Other than that, there's a few improvements here or there. I was talking about the dual sense features. I really like this for the archer characters because you'll get some resistance on the right trigger for drawing the bow. And Hawkeye and Kate Bishop both have a thing where a small circle will appear on your reticle that will make your shot stronger, basically. When that happens, the left trigger on the dual sense will start to vibrate for just that split second so you know exactly when to shoot the thing. And I just thought that was a really cool feature that they added for that. <laughs> like, I think that was a really good implementation. Yeah, I'm happy that they're at, they're actually going with the whole haptic feedback. I feel like that's something I really do want to see, too. Because just especially, like, think about God of War. That yeah. got, like, a 4K, you know, 60 frame upgrade. Yeah. It's technically not a PS5 version. But, man, if that game were to get one, imagine the haptic feedback on, like, certain moments of the game. Exactly. But what what strikes me, though, is that it's not just the haptic feedback for this bow and arrow thing. It's that they put the thought into giving the left trigger that extra little vibration when the when the circle on screen fills. It's like that's Astro's playroom level, like putting thought true. or effort yeah, into your haptic feedback implementation. It's not like like I know the guns in Borderlands each have a different feel to them, but it's just a click or a kathunk or something when you push yeah. down the trigger. But this is some, like, next level, like, both of them are doing different things type of... <laughs> and that's something I'm happy to see that or to hear that because it's, like, that's their whole point of their marketing this controller to be. Like, they come on, developers, like, you can do much more now. Like, we're giving you tools for you to, you know, mess around and play with. So I'm exactly. glad they're actually using it. So there's that. Um, I know they've made the leveling a little harder. I've not gotten to that point yet where I'm level 25 with Hawkeye yet because I haven't gotten to play as much of it as I as I want to. Avengers to me is usually a game I play with a podcast since I usually run it solo. Well, there's a valid reason why you haven't played it that much. Yeah, there is a valid reason besides that. <laughs> but in it's going in the right direction. The yes. content roadmap is not as dense as I want it to be. It's a little sparse for what I want it to be, but I'm not going to complain because it seems like they want to continue updating it, turning it around. I want more people to play this game because if you don't play this game, you are missing out on some of the best combat for a game like this I've ever seen. Now, that's not to say there aren't drawbacks. Variety, a little better with the update, still not where it needs to be. Um, The objectives... Eh, same scenario it's variety variety the game needs more variety um they introduced customizable challenge rooms in this update but it doesn't you know doesn't count towards xp or anything. it's just if you want to do some of the combat against some of the enemies you can set up a personalized challenge room and it won't count towards your progression but you can just do combat if you want to practice out your weapons after you're done power leveling or something so step in the right direction I eagerly await whatever's next for the game, and especially that Black Panther DLC. Now, the reason I haven't played as much is because of a another thing we talk about a lot here. Fall Guys Season 4 dropped this Monday, this past Monday. And 
I gotta say, best season yet. <laughs> the theme is great. I really do like the whole scenario and theme of it. I like the costumes and the designs. And we both theorize, and it's very highly likely, that they're saving a lot more stuff for, like... It, it seems too short. It seems like they'll be, they'll you know, they'll add more stuff and add more time to, like, the battle system. Or even maybe yeah. switch it with another battle system. That would be awesome. I don't think that'll happen, but there's definitely costumes that, that we haven't seen yet. Speaking of costumes, <laughs> a Godzilla one dropped today that I bought. Very cool. It's called Godzilla 1995, and it's Fire Godzilla. But rolling back for a second, um, we predicted that this would be a space-themed season months ago. And it's not quite, but it kind of is. It's future, but there's enough aliens and stuff in it for it to be a space-themed season as well. So I'm going to go ahead and, and say that's a W for us on the on the prediction department. Yeah. With it, they brought in seven new modes. And I thought we could just quickly give some initial thoughts on those. Um, so the first one is Roll On. It's a version of Roll Off. The or yeah, it's a version of Roll Off slash Roll Out. One of the original games where you have to stay on top of rotating cylinder-like platforms. Except this time they turned it into a race. I think it is very manageable. To be honest with you, I don't know how I feel about Roll On. I'm trying to avoid that one. Really? I don't. I don't know how I feel about Roll On. I think it's pretty manageable. Um, the other one that usually shows up in the beginning then is Skyline Stumble. That is the one with the pinball things at the end. Uh, also very manageable because of the sides. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about those because I was kind of in the mood yesterday. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> maybe I play today that I have different. But, but most of the new stuff I find okay. But you know how I feel about team based games. I don't oh. like that. I have to put faith in other people in order for me to progress through something. Yeah, there are two new team-based games, Basketball and Power Trip. And I do personally think that there's enough going on, there's enough chances to grab your own thing or pave your own way through those games to offset some of the issues I have with the team-based games, but it can still be frustrating at times, especially if you're putting in all the work and the others aren't. I do think more agency is given to you as an individual in those games than a lot of the other team-based games, though. Mostly because there's, like, six basketballs out at once, or, you know, like, 20 batteries, I think, are out at once, and that's kind of like a Splatoon-based mode. Uh, They have their ups and downs. Obviously, I lose a lot of the team games because people... My thing with the team-based games, the new ones, is that I'm not going after the basketball or the battery. I've been trying to stop people from the other team scoring or coloring the floor instead of trying to do it myself because nobody else does that. So if we have somebody who's defending, like a defender in fall ball, I think your team is more likely to win. Honestly, now that you mention it, yeah, probably. I think everyone wants to... Everyone wants to carry the battery and color the floor. Everyone wants to do it, but I feel like there should be. But it's hard to do that in the sense of... You can't communicate with other people. Yeah, which is why squads mode, a brand new feature, is something to like. Even though you only win crown shards for for winning squads mode, you divvy the crown up in every three squads modes you win, you get a crown, basically. And then the other two games are... Actually, there's three. There's Short Circuit, a 
lap-based race through basically Mario Kart 8's Electrodome, especially Easy. if you're running the Disco Ball costume. Very, very yeah. cool level. Manageable. Yeah, it's manageable. There is Hoverboard Heroes, which I don't like because it reminds me of games or like things in platformer games where you do the same thing, where you have where you're on a boat of some sort and you have to jump off and over platforms and get back on the boat. Basically, I'm a little iffy on that one. That's the only I one I think I'm iffy on. I don't like it because not that I haven't won it, but just I've lost just to something. Just throwing off my balance, and then my car- I can't do anything about my character just roll off. Yeah, it's definitely a tough one because most of the time you go in with 20-something competitors, and you- I've been on there. I've gotten through that round times where there's been four or five people left at the end. So it's definitely like this season's version of Slime Climb. It's one that's meant to take out as many players as possible. Uh, I think I'll a slime climb now. I can do it. So maybe yeah, of course it's. I'll, I'll get it's it been down. there since the start. So yeah, eventually you get it down. Um, finally, there's big shots. Probably, it it seems a little too easy. And I do. I was talking about how I think they'll buff it at some point. You're just standing on a seesaw, and things are being shot at you. Stars, Saturns, controllers. I think the worst is the magnets. The, the magnets. Yeah, the, the, the like magnets. <laughs> looks like a horseshoe. I was saying that earlier. Because those could probably drag you off. One time, and this happened at a different time, uh, when that uh, the magnet shot out, I literally stood in between like both like ends of it. Like the this thing how obviously it's a mag it's a U shaped magnet, so I was literally yeah. in between both lines, so I somehow made it through it. <laughs> so the new games are cool. I think Coverboard Heroes is probably like the one to watch out for, basically. And the team ones, of course, are if you're good at Fall Guys and you lose at a team based game, you can't really blame yourself. There's just something about them. <laughs> uh, overall, the costumes, the Battle Pass costumes, and the costumes that they've shown that are coming out are really cool. Um, I especially like the mech at the end of the season pass. Uh, that's something to definitely strive for. I like I like the alien. In the, the alien one is cool. Suit. Yeah, yeah, like the incognito one. one. Yeah, yeah, so oh, like yeah. They one. do Among Us too. I got the Among Us costume, and he has a random chance of appearing as the imposter. So it, randomly in a round, he might have like the teeth on him or whatever. So that's pretty cool. Mm. That's so, pretty cool, actually. Yeah, lots lots of good stuff. So. It just started Fall Guys Season uh, 4, so it's going to go on for a couple months. It'll probably go on as long as uh, Season 3 did, especially since they made it 50 levels instead of 40. So we will return to Fall Guys as we do on this podcast. I'm having fun, though. I'm still having fun on it. Yeah, it's a good time. But you played something a little more classic this week, didn't you? Yeah, I played uh, Pong. On the Magna Box Odyssey, no, that'd be, that'd be super old. That's older than some people at this point. Off um, on the far corners of of the map yeah. is the marker for classic first gen. Uh, no, so uh, I collect games that I want to play. I was collecting games such as like Final Fantasy VII for the PS One, but even though I don't play RPG, so I was like, why did I buy this? I don't really play like RPG games like that. Uh, so I kind of got out that whole, I don't need it. If I'm not going to personally play, I don't need it. Do you have Final Fantasy VII for the PS1? I gave it to my brother. 
Oh. I remember I've been wanting to play this game for a while. Uh, we War, spoke of this War game. of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is on PS4, but I'm always, you know, I'm a physical. I want to physically own it. So I want it. Whatever it came out on, it was a PS2. Uh, never really looked into buying it off eBay. I never, I never really. I was just like, oh, if I if I find it, I find it. Never really saw it at like any retro stores, any record stores, nothing like that. Uh, occasionally I go to thrift stores, you know, find cool things there. I found a couple of cool things. A couple of cool things I found in thrift stores. I found like a Walkman, and I've been really, you know, I really wanted one, so that's cool. I found it, but I found it. It was it was War of the Monsters, complete in the box, uh, manual. You know, front cover disc is in pretty good condition to like good to fair condition, but not too bad where it's like, eh, you could just kind of get it, you know, resurface and, you know, it's very light scratches, not no gashes or nothing. So I was like, four bucks, why not? Also picked up GTA 3 for the original Xbox. That actually is pretty good too because uh, I played a little bit on that one on the original Xbox as well. Um, that uses the back paddles. So the, the, I guess like the, I guess like the back pedals, the triggers in the back. So I thought that was pretty crazy how a console in like 2000 had was using the whole mechanic of driving with the, you know, with the paddles in the back. That's pretty, that's pretty insane how that's now a, like just a standard with all like open world racing, any of that. It's all just standard on those games. So yeah, ahead of it used time. to be X button on a lot of old arcade racers. And yeah. Stuff. PS, PS2, all, all X buttons, but ahead of its time. But Back to War of the Monsters, uh, picked it up four bucks, took it home, popped it in the PS3. I have, like I said, I have the 60 gigabyte original model, popped it in, and I am surprised at how much of an actual like hidden gem this game is. Obviously, you hear the whole point of like, oh, this game's a hidden gem and this game is good. Like, you know, people overlooked it, and I believe in that. There's a lot of games that I like that I'd be like, hey, this is a hidden gem. That a lot of double A games yeah. are hidden gems. Yeah, it's like this is a very good game that people need to really talk about more because it's good. It's it's just as good as any other triple A old school game that came out that time too. This is a good game. Um, I played maybe one round. I played as the giant uh, gorilla for obvious reasons because we're super close to a certain movie coming out. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm looking forward to that movie, but I honestly liked everything about it still felt like a good game it wasn't like oh this is a signs of the time game like oh yeah this game was definitely made in 2000 like no like this game had really good mechanics it had really good controls had really good visuals you know obviously there's still ps2 graphic style but other than that it was pretty much a fun game and i the first round i played i was having a a pretty good time with it and i was just like i can see myself completing this game and unlocking all stages all characters uh and doing all that like good stuff so don't want to really give a final opinion on it. I'll, I'll probably play it more. Got to do some things to get my PS3 set up and all that. But from what I played and from what I've seen, people saying like this is a you know hidden gem and all this stuff. I really do like it, and I think it's a game. Maybe we can one day, you know, be on the couch, play that, and just have like a couple matches and have like I think there's like a Prey Mantis. A big lizard. Obviously, they're not gonna make it a certain type of look, but you know what they're referencing. Yeah. Same thing with the big monkey or gorilla. It's like you know what they're referencing. You know what it is. That's like a big like mech 
like suit it has like a big like mech robot like a jet jaguar almost <laughs> yeah kind of kind of not like to name a, drop the namesake of what this kind of like is. A, like an ultraman i would say like like voltron okay now kinda is this like a that. fighting game or is it a brawler is it like an arena brawler i've not it's, quite looked into it or is it like a city destruction sim it's more of more or less like those ps2 godzilla games where you pick a monster you're in the middle of the city and it's like like tekken mechanics where it's like a three it's not just a like side to side it's like a whole 360 you can move around but you can yeah yeah pick up cars throw it at them climb buildings buildings get destroyed you have Mm -hmm. like special powers like obviously i think the gorilla has like a sonic wave like scream and he can like shoot projectiles that way like everyone has a projectile and close melee combat and all this good stuff like i said i haven't really played much so i don't want to give i don't know too much i don't sit here like if i know everything about the game yeah, yeah, yeah. there's probably way more about this game that's way more fun and i'll probably talk mm-hmm. about it later but from what yeah. i played this is a really good game that i'm happy that i i picked up for four bucks it, it feels like something that wouldn't get made today it feels like something from yes. that that forgotten era where yes. you know we have triple a's and games as a service live service games today and this feels like today it could be made as like an indie game or maybe a double a studio would want to take a shot fight at crap. It or something fight, fight crap, crap. Think, yeah yeah, yeah. so crap. like fight crap legit think of fight crap that's literally this game and i I'll, i always said man i want a godzilla game that's modern day Auditing graphics but it's literally just like that just a all out you know all out attack of monsters just fighting just kaiju's going at it in the middle of, of like whatever city they could put it in like in the middle of the midwest america or something and then it's just like that'll be fine we do have that ps4 one that's like delisted i know i but wish i had a copy like of a that kaiju fighter yeah even though it's probably not great it's got a lot of kaiju in it and it's just pretty cool that a lot of those things are in there. Man, nothing's more fun and exciting and just a great time than two giant kaiju just going at it. Yeah, it can be really great. Good stuff. Uh, so I guess before we wrap up a few other little tiny updates, I beat P5 Strikers. I will talk about that nice, at some point. Nice. I've been playing some more Like a Dragon. Um, that sounds like a fun game. I might look that into, is, into that. I I want to talk about the business manager at some point on here. So <laughs> get get ready for that. Get ready oh, for yeah. business economics one hundred and one on markers on the map. Um, I also started a new run on Hades. I'm almost done with it, and I just want to mention my synergies. So man, I've got like three hundred health or thereabout. My dash shoots ice in front of it to freeze enemies. My special attack does doom, which is like a slow energy draining thing. My normal attack does shock, and shock does jolt. So, And I have three dashes. So I would say I'm in a great position to beat this game again. I am in front of the final boss. So, just wanted to mention that about Hades. I also got the physical edition. It comes with that really nice art book. It's tiny, of course, because it fits in the Switch case. But the artwork, the artwork in that game <laughs> is amazing. So, yeah, I'll talk about those things uh, on probably next week's episode. Along with Devil May Cry, maybe. And you you had a few other little updates real quick? Other than those, you know, games I picked up at the store, I've been also playing... Uh, well, my friend, not begged me, but he was just like, I want to play... You know, he, he really likes the original Assassin's Creed series. So Aww. he said, let's play Unity. And I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, that game does go on sale quite often. So I was like, I'll see when the next one goes on sale. It, went, it was a long time before it went back on sale. But it went back on sale for like nine bucks 
picked up Unity. So me and him and a couple and another friend have been playing Unity for maybe like three nights in a row. Mm-hmm. We've been playing it, some side missions, and just doing a lot of stuff. And honestly, it's quite fun. Not a fan of the parkour in that one. It just feel like there's a lot of times where I want my character to do one thing. Like I'm like, just jump in the window, just jump in it, but he won't, and he'll just uh-huh. jump on the ledge or jump on top of it, and just like just jump in the window, and he won't. But I just that like, gameplay inertia, almost yeah. Red Dead Redemption two esque, where yeah. movement is a is a more realistic thing, I guess. Yeah, you have to be very precise on actually how Vanilla Witcher three. <laughs> yes, I, I would say completely like that, but. Other than that, even if a game has its flaws, as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. Yeah. You can have fun with a flawed game. Yeah. One of my favorite games is Sengoku Basara Samurai Heroes for the PS3. IGN gave that like a 3 out of 10. But Some that's pe- Dynasty yeah. Warriors. Oh my god, how can I not have fun with a Dynasty Warriors-esque game? Yeah, it's like people didn't like Ma- uh, Mafia 3, but I liked it. I honestly yeah. did. I was like, I have fun with it. Yeah. And then you have certain games that everybody likes that you don't. Like, uh, for me, I know Last of Us was a big one. Stuff like that. It's the gameplay. It's the it's gameplay. Not the story. <laughs> it's the gameplay. I really, I agree with you on that. That if it wasn't for the story, that ge- I would have been just turned off. I would have just gone away because, like, ugh, the story's pretty good. But this, it is. The gameplay, I just, I don't know what these controls are. It, it, it's a very unpopular opinion we have about that game. We might be I, the I only two people in the world that have that. I don't opinion. think there's probably some people <laughs> that agree that the the controls can be different. Yeah. Anyway, that about wrap us up for this week. That should wrap. That should wrap it up. All right. So you know, you guys know what's coming. Oh, and you know what's coming next week? Monster Hunter oh, Rise. Oh yeah, that is episode. Coming. I'll have a lot to say. I think so. With that being said, as always, guys, we'd like to thank you so much for listening. Any new listeners, welcome. We try to keep it entertaining for you guys. And uh, we just, every 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 time someone listens to our podcast, it feels real good. I see the numbers going up. Please follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. Uh, we'd love to start interacting. And check us out on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. I do think Apple Podcasts is the best place to listen to our show. Um, you can also listen on Spotify or Google Podcasts or our Podbean site if you want. But in my opinion, Apple Podcasts is the best one. So I guess there's not much left to say besides Sega, please. Sega. Sega. Look. Sega! Sega! <laughs> <laughs> please re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music. It's a song that is near and dear I'm going to say it to everybody, okay? Without even asking everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And the real Capcom Classics Collection Volume 2 was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.